The soil of a man's heart is stonier, Lewis. Man grows what he can, and he tends it. Because what you buy is what you own. And what you own always comes home to you. Well, sometimes that is better. My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are, are the, the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 15. And in this episode, we will be talking about both the 1989 Pet Cemetery and the new release Pet Cemetery. Right. And I also read the book ahead of time right. to see how it would go. How it would compare to the both of them. So did you prefer the book, the 1989 film, or the new film? I preferred the book. I actually usually don't get into Stephen King's writing, mm-hmm. so I decided with this podcast, in whatever I could, if it was a book before it was a movie, I was going to try and read it. And I was actually not looking forward to it because most of the ones on our list were Stephen King. Yeah. And I've never really liked his writing. Right. I've read Salem's Lot, and um, honestly, I'm still working on The Shining, and I've been working on that for years, and it's taken me forever. Mm-hmm. I just don't usually like his writing. But I really liked Pet Cemetery. That's it was cool. creepy. It got me into the story. It felt like a fast read, even though it was almost 400 pages. Yeah. It was before he got super wordy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I got it sitting on the table to eventually read, and I don't know. Uh, it's intimidating. It's so big. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like 1,200 pages or something. But the book was great. The original movie, after watching the new movie, you feel better about it, but it's yeah. still not great. The right. acting was horrendous you didn't like it yeah no i before we go into this just kind of general thoughts you know i walked out of the new one and i was just kind of left wanting something that i didn't get yeah and it wasn't a bad experience it wasn't a bad movie it wasn't a good movie it was something that i won't think about anymore and i probably won't rewatch. it was passable yeah i may purchase it but to put in my collection next to the old one since we're talking about it but it probably won't be opened you exactly know, unless i'm showing it to someone yep the thing that frustrated me about this movie is like when we went and saw it, i walked out and i was like i don't know why i didn't like it the acting wasn't bad the score wasn't bad i don't think the directing was that bad it was directed by two people mm-hmm. I just, I honestly don't know what it was. I don't know if it's just the story that falls flat for me because I kind of felt that way about the first one as well, but I didn't read the book. Mm-hmm. So that could be it too. But then when I think about the premise, I'm like, it's a good premise. So yeah. I don't really know what it is about Pet Cemetery. It just doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm good with like old cheesy movies. Like that's not the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind like movies made in the 80s that has some cheesier special effects and some cheesier overacting things like that it just wasn't it i i I don't know the most frustrating part is i can't pin down on either movie why it was just meh for me i just feel like stephen king altogether is so psychological 
mm-hmm. that it's kind of hard sometimes. There's so much internal dialogue. It's hard to bring that out into a movie sometimes. Maybe that's it. Yeah. And I feel like Pet Cemetery was even more so. The book was very much about this man and his faith. Like Intensity. He, yeah, he doesn't grief, believe yeah. in God. He doesn't believe in any of this. And then as these things are tested, he emotionally has to change mm-hmm. and realize this. And that's really hard to put on To camera. portray on screen. Yeah. yeah. Even worse when you have absolutely no emotion in the very first movie. Yeah. I hated that actor so much. The one that played the dad. Hated that actor so much. I wonder if it was the direction that they asked him to take mm-hmm. or because i honestly i don't know of anything else that he's in but he looked familiar i so, honestly didn't look into it i do know something he's in and i'm trying this might be part of why i don't like him mm-hmm. because the first thing i ever saw him in because i had i thought i had seen this but i actually hadn't so the first thing i had ever seen him in was cry for help a tracy thurman story Never which it's a lifetime movie okay and it's about this real woman tracy thurman mm-hmm. and her story on how it helped restraining orders and Mm. stuff like that because her husband was so abusive and stuff he literally came to her house one time and he was going to take her child so she you know stopped him and even with her neighbors around her calling the cops there was a cop right there that could have shot him he's like cutting her and literally jumping up and down on her head that's the first time I ever saw this actor. Mm. So that kind of taints yeah, the what's performance going on. For you. But also, in the book, he has emotion. Like, you can tell he's a loving father. And honestly, even to the point of... Even to the point where he's kind of an asshole. Like, he's not a, an abusive person, but he's very... It's his way or the highway. Yeah. So he has emotion in it. And then in the movie, he has no emotion whatsoever. Even when his son dies, it's very flat yeah yeah so this movie starts off with this family moving into a new home they're from a big city i believe chicago if i remember correctly i think so and they're moving to this woody area of maine and Mm -hmm. they did that because they wanted to slow down so he's a doctor and he was at a big hospital in chicago and they move out to maine so he can be a doctor at a university so a little bit slower rural area wife is a stay-at-home mom and then two kids Ellie and Gage. Gage Mm -hmm. being the younger boy, Ellie being the older sibling. And in the first one, Ellie drove me crazy. I, yeah, I, she just, I don't, it was, her acting wasn't, it's hard to, I don't know, expect much from a child, but at the same time, I've seen child actors do such a good job. And not even because it's 80s acting that, I mean, look at uh, Poltergeist. Yeah, absolutely. And Poltergeist, like, she did wonderful. There are so many children actors. I just thought she was overdramatic. Like, in the beginning, she falls out of this tire swing, Mm -hmm. and she's, like, screaming. And I'm like, you fell onto grass. (laughs) That's what I thought. Grass. You skinned your knee. Shut up. Racing over. I'm sure she's fine. Yeah. She's okay. They're focused on the wrong things here. I hated all the acting, though. Well, okay, I liked Gage. Like, that toddler can do a good job. (laughs) And then, of course, I loved... I'm forgetting his name, but Herman Munster. Judd. Yeah. Fucking love him because yeah. I've seen him his in other things. His voice is so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love those two, but everyone else hated them. I hated the wife in the book, in mm. the movie. The new one, she was okay. Yeah. While they're tending to Ellie and her screaming because she had a grass stain on her knee, 
Gage wanders out to the road and there are these trucks that come by frequently and they don't slow down. They're going like 60 miles per hour and Judd, their neighbor, has to come grab him Mm -hmm. to not get hit by traffic. So one, Mm -hmm. watch your fucking kid. Uh Two, what an impression on your neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's going to watch your three-year-old wander out into the road or whatever? Come on. But Judd grabs Gage off the road and then... You've literally had that first accident though. As you move in, mm-hmm. put up a fucking fence. That's what I text. Did I text you? Yeah, that? yeah. I was like, I don't fence. understand. They know it's dangerous there, and he's a doctor, and they just bought this. They can afford a little like picket fence. Yeah, and they need one, which Be- they put up later, but it's way too fucking late. Yeah, who the fuck cares at that point? Yeah, because first of all, your other kid. So the first one, the oh, spoiler alert for the new one, but it's the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> The Gage dies in the first one, and yeah. Ellie dies in the remake. I liked the remake better because she was a little creepier, but they were both creepy in their own respect, I guess. But yeah, the sibling knows that the other one just got hit and killed by a car, so yeah, it is a little like too late to like yeah, put up a fence. Yeah, she's not really like, gonna do anything. No, at she's, that point. She, no, she's not gonna run out in the middle of the street. And plus, your littler one was like the one to be concerned about. Like, yeah, I don't know. In the new one. She was older. I think it's like her ninth or tenth birthday or something, and she runs out because she sees Church, her cat, mm-hmm. and so that's just stupid. Yeah. But like the first one, it's a wandering toddler. They don't have any road, like uh, danger. Yeah. Like stranger danger, road danger, like dogs. You know, they don't know. So put up a fucking fence. Exactly. Like Judd is telling you that those trucks drive by at all hours, going like fast they don't slow down because there are houses they keep killing animals because of this yeah maybe don't have your son be a part of that yeah i don't get it these these are horrible parents (laughs) they want so badly to be good parents like they're very sweet to their kids and tender to their kids and and aware of their needs and all this stuff but and you know i feel like there's a lot of i don't mean to sound judgmental towards parents like, I know that there are, it's, it's, you can't watch your kid 24-7, but it's, like, literally a road in your front yard. Exactly. That's a little different, I feel, than just you look away for a moment. And I don't know, like. Why did you both need to run over to her? One's a doctor. Let yes! <laughs> God. Okay, we're harping on this. Yeah. I did want to comment, though, the music in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. All Stephen King movie music is exactly the same. <laughs> it's great. It was just like Children of the Corn. It was just Especially like in the everything. 80s. Yes. Well, if you look at 80s horror music in general, it's all very similar. Yeah. Very similar. The same tonal things they got going on there. It's a cute fucking house, though. They always are. Oh, my God. Horror movie houses house. are the best. Yeah. I would buy some of these. Like, they're like, yeah. I mean, it's been haunted before. And I'm like, but <laughs> oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> so they also see that there's a path. Ellie sees that there's like a path leading somewhere. And then the dad goes to talk to Judd, and he talks about the path. And then the whole family follows Judd to the pet cemetery. Did you see the cat carrier, though? The clear one? That was the weirdest fucking cat carrier I've ever seen in my (laughs) life. I don't think that was real. That was fake. There's no way they bought that somewhere. They made that for the movie. They had to have. Like a... I don't... I kind of remember. I remember it was like see-through. Yeah, that was it. Maybe the cat likes to look around where it's going. It looked like something out of the 60s. It was great. (laughs) 
Judd tells Ellie a graveyard is a place where the dead speak. So, like, Ellie doesn't understand. In both the movies, the parents are, like, really weird about talking about death. Like, the mom specifically doesn't Mm -hmm. want to talk to her children about death, even the older one. And I guess I get that. But at some point, you're going to have to talk to your kid about death because somebody's going to die. Whether it be a pet or a family member, a grandparent, whatever the case may be. You're going to have to talk to them about death. So why not start at least with animals who we know have a shorter lifespan? Mm-hmm. You don't have to take away someone like a, their parent or something, you know? Yeah. But I don't think it's a bad introduction to death in this way that Judd is kind of presenting it to her. Church has to go get his nuts cut is the comment I made. I don't I can't remember if it's later that day or like the beginning of the next day, but they take Church in that little see-through carrier that you think is fake. And they have this maid would you call her a maid yeah she's not in the book so it was a really weird add-in because she's not in the the remake either they have a babysitter and that's her name oh so they kind of created that to be its own thing but in the book when ellie first gets introduced to death it's actually judd's wife dies in her sleep i don't understand why they even needed to have that i don't get it i don't know so her name is missy and she's kind of, you've seen her before and she's like, oh, I wish I had a husband doctor or whatever. She's just kind of strange. Yeah. But like, it's not, she's not like threatening or anything. And they're taking church to the vet and the mom makes the dad promise Ellie that church will be all right. And he basically gets mad at her for making him promise something like that. Yeah. He's like, I don't know if he's going to be okay. What if he's not? Then what are you going to tell her? Mm-hmm. But you're going to have to deal with it. But I feel like he could have just, he didn't have to promise, but he could have been like, I'm sure he's going to be fine. And then just they let it go. do these procedures all the time. Why it's did really it have easy. to be such a big fucking thing? I don't know. Drama. Yeah. Drama, drama. I feel like, this is going to sound horrible, but I feel like Stephen King hates himself. Or, or at least used to. Mm-hmm. Because the characters that are supposed to be him mm-hmm. are bad people (laughs) they're they're very real people they're alcoholics they're abusive they're something maybe he's projecting like the darker parts of himself Mm -hmm. into these characters that he isn't you know what i mean i don't know that he isn't like so we all have like some bad things about us but we typically keep those hidden or under the surface maybe he just lets them out in the books so he doesn't let them out in real life maybe i don't know i just think of like jack torrance and how he's a fucking alcoholic and an asshole Mm -hmm. and now this guy who is doesn't really care about his family like he does but kind of eh. yeah so that same day he goes to work and dude with his brains exposed comes in so he thinks now that he's in this small town in this university and he's just going to be dealing with allergies and colds and flus and minor injuries with college kids getting drunk but Mm -hmm. this guy in the old one and the new one got like a drug behind this car and it like scraped his head off and so you can see like exposed brain and muscle tissue and stuff Mm -hmm. and his name is victor pascal victor pascal Mm -hmm. and he comes to visit him or well first of all sorry He, like, pops up in bed in the new one specifically, but he also, in the old one, looks at him and starts talking. Like, he thinks he's been dead, and Mm -hmm. then he says some creepy stuff to him. In the new one, I believe he says uh, the barrier should not be broken or 
past or something like that. There's two Boundary. things. There's two things I wish that they would have done in the movies that they did in the book. Just because it's not that they did it wrong, mm-hmm. but I really wanted to see it how I pictured it. Like, really bad. Because in the book, I'll get to the other one in a second, but the first one is in the hospital, in the book, they don't even get into an exam room. The dude dies on the floor. Like, kids mm-hmm. bring him in on a, on a tarp yeah. and drop him on the floor, and he bleeds out right there before they can call an ambulance or anything. Do any sort of anything. With his brains exposed and blood just seeping into the carpet. And he talks later about having to replace the carpet and stuff. And honestly, in my mind, that was just so creepy, and I would love to have seen that. Yeah, but in both, he's, like, on a table. Yeah. When, yeah, he's not dead right then. Yeah. And the new one more so than the old one. Mm-hmm. He's pretty dead. <laughs> but he... Says some creepy stuff to him about not that boundaries shouldn't be broken or something yeah. like that. And man's beca- heart is stonier. Yes, because back cutting back to when they went to the pet cemetery, there's like this wall of like sticks and branches mm-hmm. that you have to like really climb to get up. And yeah, you, you gotta shouldn't. really want to go over that thing. Yeah, and they did that obviously for a reason. Yeah. So that night when he's sleeping, Victor visits him, and he thinks he's dreaming, and. He says, in the old one, come on, Doc, we've got places to go. And he wants to help him. And also in the the new the new one, same thing. The, both these characters are like, we want to help you, follow us. You know, they're gonna show they're gonna show him something. Yeah. And he says, the barrier was never meant to be broken. Do not go where the dead walk. The ground is sour. And then in both, it cuts to him waking up, and he's like, "Oh, thank God, it was just a dream." And mm-hmm. then he whips the sheets back, and his feet are all dirty. So I they let the him out to one. the pet cemetery. The new one, how he wakes up, I love that because I feel like that's more emotional. Like yeah. his son jumps on him and, and wakes him up. Right. I think that's great. Yeah. And also, he just like throws the laundry down the bin. If you don't do the laundry, she's gonna go do the laundry and find it out. I was thinking you're that trying too. to fucking hide it and. Yeah. He just throws it down the chute. Yes. Go shove it in the washing like, machine. Then she'll never know. That, that's how it works. It just goes down the chute and then it comes back and it's clean. Amazing. God, fucking idiot. <laughs> and then the old one, the family goes to, it's like Thanksgiving or Christmas without him. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving without him. And it's because like uh, her parents don't like him. No. And I'm like, not. that's a long time to hate someone that's like the father of your grandchildren like what could have been that bad yeah well also in the book he's supposed to be working over thanksgiving he definitely chooses that shift because his in-laws hate him yeah i mean that's fair i i wouldn't want to go around my in-laws if they hated me either but also why do your in-laws hate you that much what did you do he's poor he's a doctor now he is now but yeah they hated him because he was poor hmm Yep. That's ridiculous. Yep. He's a fucking doctor now. Get over it. Yep. That's a stupid reason to hate somebody. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Judd calls him and says that he found Ellie's cat, Church, dead on his lawn. So he says, let me, let's bury him tonight. We need to do this tonight. And so they go to the pet cemetery and Judd wants to take him over the barrier to show him where to bury the cat. Mm-hmm. In both. Both these movies. And I thought both Judds were good characters. Probably my favorite in oh, both. Oh, I, I agree. I love both of them. Yeah. They both did a great job. Yeah. And so there's like weird shrieking as they're walking through this swampy land to get oh, it's to just the this. Loons. Yeah. And he says, Judd calls it a loon. 
and he does them both. In the old one, in the uh, 80s version, when they get to the actual uh, burial ground, it looks a lot more ritualistic than yeah. in the new one. So in the old one, it looks almost like a symbol made Which out of I like, like stones. Better. Yeah, and then in the new one, it's just like this space where there are like different stacks of yeah. rocks that aren't really in a particular order. I mean, they say it's, you know, ancient Native American thing. That makes more sense in the original than yeah. to have this like circular ritualistic Pattern thing. kind of thing, yeah. And in the old one, Judd says, this was their burial ground. I brought you here to bury Ellie's cat. And he says, why, Judd? Why, Judd? And Judd says, I have my reasons. That's something you should tell somebody. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, just a little warning. Like, your cat's going to come back. Yeah. From the dead. Yeah. Just a heads up. So when Lewis gets home, he, like, immediately realizes that he fucked up. And he calls his family. And he's, like, kind of paying attention to them. But he's just, like, staring into nothing and ignoring his children talking yeah. to him. But in the new one, if I remember correctly, I couldn't take notes in this one because there were too many people in the theater and I'm not going to be that asshole that takes out my phone. But yeah. I believe in the new one, he doesn't really realize what he's done that quickly. Yeah. I think it actually takes Church coming back for him to realize what he did. Yeah. If I remember. So then Church comes back and is mean as hell. What? That is my biggest problem with both of these fucking movies. Oh. And I'm going to shout at the rooftops. They do not come back mean. The animals don't? Yes. Mm. If they came back mean, why would Judd then go, yeah, this is something okay to do. My dog came back mean, so I'm going to let you take this cat. That was my biggest problem with Judd and the plot. Because you're right, in both in both movies, he says, oh, I lost my dog and I was when I was a boy and I was really sad. So I buried him and then he came back and was really awful and mean. And so I was, yeah, and and that's the biggest problem that I have with the movies, not having read the book, is like, then why would he think it was okay? And in the new one, he just says, I just couldn't stand to see Ellie sad or something like that. You'd rather her get attacked by a vicious animal? A rabid cat? What the fuck? It, It makes no sense, because in the book, they come back as... And I'm using zombies loosely, because that's yeah. another thing that they go on to do. They they don't eat people. Oh my fucking god. Yeah. They they come back as zombies because they have no affect. They they look like they feel weird in their bodies. They walk weird, things like that. It like definitely they shouldn't be there. It definitely yeah. seems like a demon or a spirit or something came back in this body and doesn't know how to use it. But they don't come back mean. They just come back like a shell. Yes. Yeah, like lifeless shell walking yes. around. That would make more sense if they had done that in the movie. It's like there's just something off about Church. Yes. Like he's sick or something, but he's not I hate mean. that they both did it. I get, you know, they're trying to be creepy and yes. and lead up to something. But it would make more sense for the dad to be like, okay, I'm going to go bury my child here if, he if nothing happened to the pets. Like, because I could see as a parent, you know, wanting your kid back in any capacity except for like murderous and stuff but i mean i i don't know but i imagine losing a child would be literally the worst thing that any parent could go through that's just unnatural you're not supposed to put your kids in the ground before you you know exactly and so maybe having a child that's come back that's completely apathetic but is still there and semi-functional would be better than not even having them right but having them come back warped and evil and like yeah i don't think any parent would want that for their kid exactly church swatted at 
Lewis's face and it scared my dog was like laying down and it scared the shit out of Izzy. She like jumped and looked at me and I was like, calm down. It's just a horror movie. I know. <laughs> she was like, that's a demon cat. <laughs> so then of course Lewis goes over to talk to Judd and that's when Judd says that his dog Spot came back violent and aggressive when he buried him in the pet cemetery. So that's when you learn like, you know, and, and that's, I even wrote, so why would Judd do this with the cat? And Lewis asks if anyone has ever buried a person up there and Judd freaks out and like Mm -hmm. bottles fall over and he said uh who would yeah who would then why would you bury the cat who would bury a person up there same concept with why would you bury the cat up there exactly and the dad is like okay I'm gonna have a in the old one he's gonna go take a peaceful bath you know just like he does in the movie too Oh, or, in the, in the I'm sorry, one? in the book, too. Oh, in the book? Yeah. yeah. He uh, he goes and he takes a nice bath and he's like, I'm just going to chill out. And Church comes in and just drops a dead rat in his bathtub. <laughs> he does not do that in the book, but I still liked it. It was good. Yeah. So the family returns and Ellie tells Lewis when he picks them up at the airport that she had a dream that Church was hit by a car and him and Judd buried him in the pet cemetery. I don't think in the new one she has... I mean, because she's the one that gets hit, well, but she's not... Ha- no, because Gage is supposed to. That's, right. He's making those drawings of yeah. Pascal and stuff like that. So he's supposed to be the one with the shine. Got it. Whereas she's the one with the shine in the book and the old movie. Okay. So they... It's just Gage can't, like, communicate like Ellie could in the old exactly. one. Exactly. Okay. Got it. Because um, Ellie in, in the old one has all these dreams and, like, premonitions mm-hmm. about Which things. is kind of our narration and helps the story along. Yeah. Whereas Gage can't speak, so he can't help the movie along that way. I think that was also a big problem. Where, you do the little girl, whatever. I mean, I feel like we've done creepy little girls way too many times, but also. Yeah. Yeah, I know that the creepy girl is overplayed. But it makes more sense for an older child to be more physically capable yeah. of, of the murdery part of when we get there, when yeah. they come back, you know. But in the old one, we'll get to this in a minute, at least it kind of makes sense that there's that sister kind of like possessing Gage and being part of him too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I can see both. And I don't really have a preference either way, I guess. I thought that Ellie was the creep factor in the new one and then... The sister was the creep factor in the, the old, old one. one. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. The kid wasn't quite as much as, as you know, in the definitely, new one yeah. with Ellie being there. So, like, another really random thing, and you'll have to tell me about the book and if this even, like, alluded to this. Missy, their maid, writes a note that she has cancer. Because you've kind of heard her talk about her stomach pains a little bit. But yeah. that's really it. And she can't endure the pain anymore and she hangs herself. No. This is not a part of the book at all. What happened in the book, this is just to get Ellie talking about death. That's literally all this mm. scene is for. In the book, what happens is Judd's wife dies in right, her right. sleep okay. and they have to go to her funeral. But watching this movie, I don't know what is going on with my brain lately, but I'm getting so into movies lately and into like empathizing with these people because mm-hmm. all I thought when she stepped off that hanging herself was... The panic, because uh, they talk about how people usually regret doing it this the second that they step, step off, off they or slit instantly. their wrists or something. Yeah. Just thinking of that regret made me panic, like made yeah. me have heart palpitations yeah. because thinking of her stepping off and going, oh, fuck, I can't step back. I'm going to die. Yeah. How fucking terrifying. Yeah. You just made that decision and you can't unmake it. Yes. 
It's kind of like, I I don't know how I feel about this series. I watched it both seasons, but like uh, 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. When she just does it and she's just laying there. like Yeah. Really, that really happens to people. I mean, I guess in that scenario, at least she could have tried to like grab and try and dampen that blood and call yeah. the police. But in that scenario, what if she decided, hey, I'm going to try and work on this cancer instead? She literally lost her opportunity. She and- can't step back. Yeah, another thing, too, is she says that she's having all these stomach pains to her boss, the doctor, and he says, you want me to look at it? And she's like, no, no. So yeah. she didn't really, either she tried off screen and you don't know anything about her story and yeah. she's been dealing with this with doctors or she just never. But what if she stepped off and then she was like, oh, shit, I actually do want to go to a doctor and see what it is. And then yeah. it was way too late. I just like went in that world you and spiraled. I panicked. Yeah. yeah. So it cuts to Missy's funeral, and Mr. Stephen King is the priest. Damn straight he is. Brad walked in, and I was like, that's Stephen King. And he was like, that's what Stephen King looks like? I was like, yeah. He's in a lot of his movies, and I love, like Alfred Hitchcock, I like picking him out. And Stan Lee, and like, yeah. they, they make all these cameos, exactly. and it's like, okay, where's Stephen? Where's Alfred? Yes. That's fun. Like you said, like, where's Waldo? Yeah. <laughs> When we were watching the birds and you were like, see if you can find Hitchcock. (laughs) So then this is, I guess, what you were saying the scene is for. Rachel tells Lewis about her sister being hidden in the back bedroom. So in the new one, she does tell this story, but there's not a death that brings it on. They Mm -hmm. don't go to a funeral in the new one. She just tells her husband about this because she has such a hard time talking about death. Yeah. And they have to talk to Ellie about death yeah and it really she just can't do it and i just thought it was interesting i was like you've been married and have had children with this man and he doesn't know this know story? that side of you right that's, that's really surprising to me i don't think there's anything that is significant about me that i didn't tell brad in like the first year or two yeah. we were together you know it's just like that's a huge pillar of her character yeah, and her personality and her childhood. And it's like, he doesn't know anything about it. Absolutely. In the book, they talk about someone else they knew that died. I think one of his instructors or something in when he was becoming a doctor Yeah, and she never went to the funeral and he just never asked. It's like, what? Like he, he knew that her sister died, but he didn't know why he didn't really know. He didn't ask anything about it. I don't know. Maybe if she was being that touchy, he's like, okay, I probably shouldn't ask, but if it's something that bothers her that much where she can't even talk to her children about death, that seems like something you should probably hammer out because you're going to have to talk to your kids about death. Yeah. In the new one, she's more adamant about not even talking to them about death at all. And in the old one, she just seems more upset to have to do it. Yeah. Like, in the new one, she's like, no, I don't want to talk about death to them. They're too young. And he's like, she's not too young. She needs to know mm-hmm. now. She needs to be made aware that people die, and yeah. that's part of life. It's not a big deal. I do want to vouch for the new one, though, because in the book and in the old movie, he fucking slips her tranquilizers like it's going out of business all the time. Rachel? Yeah. He drugs his wife. All the time. This scene right here in the book and in the movie, she tells this whole story, and she's upset, and he goes to get a tranquilizer, and she's like, no, it's okay. I, I don't need one. He goes, you do tonight. In the new movie, he doesn't. Well, I think it... I can't remember if it was the new one or the old one. He, he goes and he's like, I'm going to get you a Valium. And she's like, no, it's okay. And he goes, no, you should take a Valium. But he didn't, like, tranquilizer. Yeah, literally. And when it gets to the funeral in the book and the movie, all the time, he's got a doctor friend there. And they just keep, like, 
giving her shots of stuff and then when they get home that's when she's laying on the bed passed out and the cat's on her it's because they they give her a trank jesus christ borderline abusive i i know that this is horrible i know it is but you can't just keep her sedated the whole time she's got to eventually work through this she's got to face it yeah as a doctor you should know that i'm sure you got some psychiatrist buddies exactly (laughs) so when she's talking about her sister she's basically saying that she had uh some sort of spinal disorder i think it was and spinal meningitis spinal meningitis thank you Do you want to know the worst thing ever Mm. that it's probably pretty bad to come out of my mouth (laughs) i watched the goldbergs yeah and uh barry talks about how he gets to ask this girl out that he didn't think would go out with him because her date got spinal meningitis and he sings it and that's literally all i thought of with this scene awful (laughs) jesus (laughs) so she looks terrifying and so like she's all her body is like literally skin and bones she's all warped and twisted and you can see like her spine and her ribs protruding and which is a man she's like a gray color you know yeah that's a man and she's saying that she was basically scared of her because she looked scary and that they all wanted her to die in the old one she says more i wanted her to die i was happy when she died i ran out of the house laughing when she died because she was home alone but in the old one she just feels bad because she was too scared to go see her Mm -hmm. to bring her food because her parents left her alone with her Mm -hmm. and so she lets it go up the dumbwaiter and when her sister was trying to get to her food she fell down the dumbwaiter and died by the way Mm -hmm. i did a little bit of research on this it's not a part of the book, which is why I was like, where'd they come up with this? And it was based on the director read a random story about some maid who fell down a dumbwaiter and broke her neck and died and yeah. thought it was so terrifying he put it in there. I have more respect for that scene knowing that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially that it was something that scared him personally. Yeah. Yeah. But in the old one, she's definitely a lot more like, oh my God, thank God my sister's dead. Yeah. And the first and the new one, she feels really bad about it. Mm-hmm. And they're a little different in that. But I like Rachel more in the new one than the old one. Me too. I didn't hate her in the the old one, though. I liked all the acting in the new one. That was oh, yeah, not a too. problem The performances were good. Yeah. yeah. But I do want to comment that Mary Lambert did this one. Yes. Our first woman director. Yay! And, you <laughs> she know. She stayed in the horror genre, too. She did yeah. a couple things. Did she? They weren't big, but she did a, she did a, I think that's a Pet Cemetery sequel that she did. This is the highest grossing film that a woman director has ever done in horror and still remains that to this day, even though it was 1989. And that is because we don't have a lot of female horror directors or directors. Yeah. But she fucking killed it. Like, I have a lot of problems with this movie, but I feel like her directing was really good. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. So the next scene is the family and Judd. Because Judd has essentially become another part of their family. Like, he's older. He doesn't have a wife or kids. So he's with them Mm -hmm. all the time, which I love. Like, it's not a creepy thing at all. Well, That's... he can... Lewis considers him a father figure yeah. in the book. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're all outside kind of picnicking and they're flying a kite and they let Gage fly the kite. And the Ramones is playing. Yeah. <laughs> Go the Ramones! And he drops it and he wanders off and gets hit by the fucking truck. And I literally... Look at this. All caps in my notes. Why are they so bad at watching their kids and why don't they put up a fucking fence? He literally drops it and goes... Oh, Oh, and stares at it for so long and before they have, Lewis is go yeah, after him. They have a decent amount of land too, so he walks quite a ways yes. to get to the road in the first place. Which is why it's better in the book. This scene sucked in the movie because we're sitting there like, "What the fuck?" 
in the book it was so much better because what it is is they're playing outside so Gage is running and you know how little kids when you're chasing them they just run faster and they don't listen to you even though you're like Gage stop Gage stop and he just kept running and he ran into the road Uh, that makes more sense like a little kid's gonna run from you if they think you're playing but also put up a fucking fence before you Dude, run around in your front yard. Dude, put up a fucking yard. fence. <laughs> Worst parents ro- ever. With a road right there. Like, come on. Like, I, I get it's a country road because I lived on a country road. And we didn't have a fence in our backyard, in our front yard. It was all just open land. I get that. But there weren't fucking tankers barreling down my road. Exactly. Ever. And my parents were never not, like, eyes on us at all times if we were out in the front. Yeah. You know, like... It was a senseless death, which I think makes it that much worse on the grief part of things because there's so much blame to be felt by the parents, but also it's just a frustrating death. Yeah. Like, it didn't have to happen. And how disturbing. Like, this isn't he got the flu and then pneumonia and died in the hospital and only the parents were there to hold his hand. Like, their daughter's sitting there and Judd is sitting there watching him, and I'm sorry this is going to be crude, but watching him splatter on this truck. How? And he has to, I mean, there's no way to get hit by a truck. What was weird to me, too, and both of them, neither of the kids are, like, dismembered or maimed enough. At least in the, the old one, he has a cut down his forehead. You yeah. can see the suture marks there. Yeah. But in the new one, she's not hurt at all. Her body's just, like, laying on the side of the road. Nothing. No blood. There's, like, a little smear of there's blood on the semi. Yeah, but that's... What the fuck? I feel like if you got hit by, like, a tanker or, like, any sort of 18-wheeler... There would be pieces. 60 miles an hour. Because he tries to break because so in the old one he just gets hit head on in the new one he breaks and then the back of his truck comes comes off he jackknifes and it falls off yeah Yeah. there would i mean it's gonna sound really disgusting but there would be pieces he talks about in the book how he just remembers looking at gage's ball cap and it just being filled with blood Mm -hmm. just wasn't gruesome enough for us I'm not even saying it It needs to be gruesome, I guess, but then just don't even do it. Like, do the sound of the truck and then just move on. Mm -hmm. The body didn't need to be laying there on the ground. I also thought that the parents in the new one did a lot better job at their reaction to... Oh, yeah. So the old one... When she, like, stumbles? Yeah, the old one, they're screaming and then he just stops on the side of the road and it's just, like, there. Yeah. In the new one, the mom goes, she gets there first, and you see her stumble back, and she just falls to the ground, and is in total shock. She's not crying. She's just, like, shaking on the ground and just staring. And then the dad comes around, and he's, like, goes to the body and just holds it. Yeah. There's, it, parents grieving children in these kinds of movies really get, like, if they can do it well, like Tony Collette did in Hereditary. Oh, my God, yeah. There's nothing more haunting to me than a parent, like, or an actor, actress, successfully portraying that raw emotion of just seeing their child dead. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's scarier than really anything else a movie can throw at you. Yeah. If it's done well. And the old one didn't do it poorly. It's just the new act, the new one, the actors and the actresses did better at bringing that real emotion to their performances whereas i feel like the older ones did okay they they wasn't yeah they were kind of you know flat emotionally yeah and then at the funeral rachel's dad punches and kicks lewis at his fucking grandson's casket yeah and knocks the casket on the ground first of all if any of my family members did something violent or 
some sort of outburst that wasn't like grief related at my child's funeral. I don't care who you are to my kid or me. You're getting out. And yeah. Rachel just stands there and lets her father beat the shit out of her husband yeah. at their child's funeral. What and why? Like, because he says, oh, it's your fault. You weren't. What about your daughter? Yeah. She was there, too. Exactly. Your fucking daughter was there and Judd was there. There were three adults there mm-hmm. that couldn't have gotten that kid. Nobody noticed he was wandering off because they're all too fucking focused on what the fuck Ellie's doing because she's a pain in the ass. And yeah. She's. I didn't. I did not like Ellie in the old one. I I get the character they were trying to do, but she is just so annoying. God. <laughs> True. Oh God. Every, uh, even though there are three adults, Ellie says something or does something or falls off a tire swing, and everyone has to run to her. And Gage is just whatever. Yep. Judd. They couldn't have been like, oh hey Judd, will you watch Gage or whatever? Nobody's gonna follow him around. Come on. <laughs> so later, Judd tells Lewis that someone had buried their son in the cemetery and he came back i said basically a zombie monster but in like the actual zombie way because he started like yeah eating people which they don't do in the book but yes yeah and in the new one he doesn't that doesn't come up from what i remember judd doesn't talk about a person being there buried there i think it's just implied that he may have buried his wife there because in the new one, his wife says, you will suffer with us now. That's true. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe he had buried his wife there and maybe she came back and he had to kill her again. Or Ellie was just, she's like a product of something evil if she was just taunting him with his dead wife. You're not really sure. Yeah. He does look up a news article of some, someone else in the town burying their son. So it does bring it back to Oh, that. okay. He just doesn't tell yeah, I don't think Judd tells him the story. Yeah. But maybe the wife thing, that would be interesting. I hadn't yeah. thought of that. And in the old one, the townsmen decided to take it upon themselves to put this person's rabid son down. And the townsmen, like, decide to burn the whole fucking house down with, like, his dad in it. They're like, no, you need to get out. Get out. We're going to burn it down. And then he doesn't get out. So they just burn the whole house down. I'm like, y'all have fucking guns. If you want to just take out one person shoot it in the head yeah like why burn the whole house down and kill more people than need to be killed i just don't get it stupid and it wasn't neat that doesn't happen in the book yeah what happens is they go confront this guy and he like knows things about them that Mm -hmm. nobody should know and he tells him stuff like i know you're cheating on your wife i know you do this i know you steal from here Mm -hmm. and they get creeped out and they leave and the dad kills him and lights the place on fire and kills them both Mm. that's what happens which is deeper why, yeah. why do you have to kill the monster? Why is this Frankenstein? Why are we doing this? Right. It's like a torch and pitchforks kind of Yes. I feel like the movies killing. make it more monstrous and the book is more spiritual. Yeah. And this is where Judd says sometimes dead is better. Mm-hmm. I think in both. At some point so. after Gage's, Gage's slash Ellie's death. Ellie in the new one. Because Ellie gets hit. So we talked a lot about Gage's death in the new one. Church has come back, and Church is Ellie's cat. We know that. Mm-hmm. And the previews make it seem like the cat's a huge part of the story, and kind of, but it not. He's more a creepy mascot. Yeah, exactly. And, oh, he got to wear a little bow tie at the premiere. He was a little the best. Tie. Both cats, I know this is, you don't care, <laughs> but I care. 
And they're both so pretty. Yeah, they are. Even when they cover them in dirt and sticks. Oh, they're, they're still pretty. cute and you yeah. want to love on them. So Ellie and Church have a special relationship. But then in the new one, Ellie is like brushing him and he attacks her, scratches her. So I'm like, stop yanking at your pet's fur in any sense. Like, you're not doing it right. If, right. Whether he was evil or not, they're going to, you're hurting them. They're going to. Do you like it when someone yanks your hair? Yeah. So in the new one, she's doing that and he scratches her and she's like, oh, I don't want him doing that anymore. And so Lewis takes Church out somewhere in the wilderness to tell Ellie that he ran away mm-hmm. because he knows that he's all fucked up and yeah. evil and and then Ellie, it's at her birthday party, actually, and she's really bummed out about church, and then she gets some presents and gets over it. But She then, gets a cat doll that meows. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it just replaces the actual cat, I guess. <laughs> that one can't cut her. But she sees they're playing uh, hide and seek or something. They're playing something. She's running oh, somewhere. They're, um, yeah, is it hide? Because he's got a blindfold on. Yeah. So they've got to be playing hide and seek. It's something like that. And she goes to the road to hide behind the bushes, and then she looks behind her, and she sees Church in the middle of the road just standing yeah. there. And so she gets excited, because that's her kitty that ran away, and he's back. And he's in the middle of the road. Go so see she's got to go get him, and that's when the tanker comes and jackknifes, and it hits her. So, you know, and in the old one, Judd is like, don't do it. And in the old one, is too, Victor is a lot more prevalent yeah. The one that died that he couldn't save and that tried to warn him. He's there multiple times saying, don't do it. Don't do it. The mm-hmm. ground is sour. It's evil. Don't do it. But in the new one, he just kind of pops up the one time in the dream and then like one more time telling him to stop. Yeah. Well, that's because we have Gage who's supposed to be the one talking to him and Gage can't talk. Yeah. But even in the book, he is not there that often. But Connor pointed out to me, and this makes a lot more sense. In the book, you don't need him for narration because you're reading the in- the internal dialogue. Yeah. In the movie, you need him there. Okay. I can understand that. That's yeah. fair. In the old one, the family gets on a plane and goes to Chicago. In the new one, they also leave. They go to her parents' house. In yeah. the old one, it's a plane ride. In the new one, it's just a drive. So that's the only differences that I really picked up on there. They get on a plane in the old one. Oh, that's true. And it's, it's just, just a, a drive. drive in the new one. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just, it's a long drive but it's still she's able to get in the car and be there in the same day yeah and i would i think i would i understand that i don't think i'd be able to be in that place where essentially i just let my daughter get hit by a truck and yeah. killed like i don't think i'd be able to do that and after they leave in both of them is when lewis decides that he's going to dig up the body of his child and take it to the cemetery in the old one he just does it and Judd's none the wiser. In the new one, he actually goes over there and he slips a tranquilizer in Judd's drink to make sure Judd doesn't wake up to stop him. Comment. Yes. So, in reading the book, this is going to be real deep because these are all themes you don't really, really understand in the movie because mm-hmm. it is so internal. What's going on is there's an evil spirit, basically, that has taken hold of the pet cemetery and that evil spirit basically all of this comes down to he wants to kill judd this evil spirit wants to kill judd 
because Judd knows about it and all of who cares he's too educated he's dangerous yeah yeah or maybe he's not maybe it's just having fun but it wants to kill Judd and this whole thing Victor Pascal the him falling Judd falling asleep his wife falls asleep at the wheel she can't catch a plane all of this stuff is happening because this malevolent entity is manipulating all these situations to make sure that Lewis can take his son to the the evil pet cemetery part have him rise and go kill Judd and then he lets everything else happen he lets Rachel go and if she wants to get there she can get there and be killed too that's perfectly fine he's got Judd by now he's got him raised that's great Mm -hmm. but all of this stuff you don't really understand that there's this evil spirit that's kind of controlling everything you just think that it's this grieving father that so badly wants their kid back yeah so having read the book and watched both movies i did find something interesting in the old movie that i wish stephen king had put in the book because it makes so much sense and it's call the fucking cops call the instead of falling asleep and waiting for lewis to show up call the fucking cops and tell him that somebody's robbing this grave thwart him somehow why are you just sitting there falling asleep and he Mm -hmm. does in the book he just sits up and waits for him and falls asleep yeah fuck that shit yeah yeah so in the old one he sits and waits because he thinks lewis is going to do some dumb shit and then the new one lewis actually drugs him so old versus new there and nobody calls the cops nobody calls the cops but (laughs) cops do show up at the graveyard and it made me think of that old one yeah call the fucking cops yeah so then he has his child whether you know whichever one that is i love when he sits there and holds him i know it's dark and horrible but i think i would do the same thing. i would too just hold your baby Yeah. yeah So Rachel calls Judd after Lewis won't answer the phone, and and this is the old one, and Rachel tells him that she's coming home, and Judd is like, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that, because he knows some fuckery fuckery is going on. (laughs) And Rachel has a vision of her fucked up sister, and she says, Gage and I will get you for letting us die. And I wrote here, I remember... I know I'd seen Pet Cemetery before, but it was one of those that I also saw when I was young, and I don't really remember it, because it was just kind of on. I remember the sister walking up to her and saying we're gonna really? get you for letting us die I, I i the only character i remember the face of is the fucking sister i thought i had seen it because uh-huh. of the the cutting scene at the end when he gets judd but now i'm figuring out that's just a scene i have seen throughout my a life because i have too. never seen this movie before until yeah. now yep i remember the sister who was like the scariest imagery in the movie mm-hmm. and uh she still is in my opinion yeah, I remember seeing that little scene on Facebook a while ago, and I kept going, what movie is that from? So that even, that solidified yeah. it even more that I have not seen this fucking yeah. movie. <laughs> so Rachel goes home, and Victor is guiding her the whole way home. He, like, stops the, they're about to close the plane, and something, like, you know, he's, like, tells the stewardess, hold it for one more second, and mm-hmm. then for some reason she doesn't close it, and then Rachel comes in. and. But then she's still renting a car. I'm confused. Because what happens in the book is she only makes that first flight and then rents a car for the rest of the trip. Mm. So I guess that confuses me a little bit. So in the movie, is it she makes all of her flights and that's just the car to get her home? That's what I'm assuming because that flight that she almost misses is her connecting flight. Okay. So I think it's just to get her from the airport to to home. Which she crashes the car. Yeah. Because it doesn't want her to and she falls asleep at the wheel in the book yeah. but yeah yeah it doesn't want her there it doesn't want her to interrupt the process and exactly until it's ready for her to be there yeah so it delays her getting there which 
Pascal was supposed to be a good entity in all of this, in the movies. In the book, not so much. He's he's the one that originally shows him, hey, there's something beyond this pet cemetery, just to let you know. Why would he do that in the book unless he was going, hey, you want to go that way? I mean, Lewis didn't know anything about it until this spirit told him. Yeah. And then, actually, Victor yells at her, it's trying to stop you. But then Lewis already does the thing. (laughs) (laughs) And he just, like, goes to bed after he gets home. I think knowing that something would be coming back from the dead and coming home, I don't think I could sleep. Like, even if it's your child, it's still, like, something is coming back from the dead. Like, The spirit makes him fall asleep. I see. In the book, he literally almost doesn't even make it home. Mm. He's, like, falling asleep on the path. Got to it. get home okay. and then just passes out in bed. So Rachel grabs a ride from a trucker. <laughs> yeah, from the truck industry yeah. that killed her son. Right. Whew. And then Gage comes back. And then Ellie comes back, depending on which one you're watching. Mm-hmm. And in the new one, because in the old one, Gage just comes in and steals a scalpel and then goes straight over to Judd's house. But Yeah, that's what happens in the book, too, because he wants to kill Judd. Yeah. In the new one, she comes back, and he, like, gives her a bath and changes her clothes, and he goes to bed with her. Oh, and she's just staring at him, laying in bed? Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. And he's trying to brush her hair, and there's something there, and he can't quite get the brush through, just like with church. Yeah. And she's just totally, like, staring dead dead stare yeah when she's in the bath and when she's getting dressed and all these things and then the new one the next morning he wakes up and she's dancing in the living room mm-hmm. in the dress that she was buried in she put it shit. back on yeah and then she just starts like you said breaking all sorts of shit mm-hmm. and he yells at her to stop and she just is like okay bet i'm gonna mm-hmm. go kill somebody <laughs> <laughs> but in the old one gage gets into his briefcase and steals his scalpel and just goes straight over to judd so he doesn't even know that he's back yet he just leaves him sleeping mm-hmm. and he goes and walks in to judd's house and judd is scared like he in both he is like very weary of that of i don't understand why creature. judd goes inside why are you going inside the house you know what he probably did you know what this thing probably is, and you already are afraid of it before. You didn't think he should do this. Why are you going in the house by yourself? Get in your car and go. God! I mean, I know if there is a spirit after him, it might not let him go far, but at least try. Because you're just walking into a trap. Because he hears Gage laughing. Yeah. Or, like, with Ellie, like, she, he knows that she's in the house. Yeah. So he just goes in. And then in both... He gets his Achilles cut. Oh my god, it's the worst! It's yeah. the absolute worst. Like, in Hostel, in this, that one tendon. <gasps> well, imagine, like, it splitting and you can't hold yourself mm-hmm. up, so then it splits more if you fall forward. If you fall backward, you're lucky. If you fall forward, it's just gonna split open more. Oh my god, and they just show it, like, him cutting into it or her just step. Oh my god. In both. Oh it doesn't, like, pan away. Like, you see that shit. I did like how they, you know, had a little homage to the original, and he thinks that she might be under the bed, so he kicks the bed away and she's not there. I did like that. That was good. Because you're like, oh, fuck, she's under the bed again. She's going to get him again, just like the original movie. No. I mean, honestly, both movies are very similar in everything that they do. They just do it a little differently. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Ellie instead of Gage, or the mom is a little less 
annoying. I laughed when my sister died. She feels bad about it, and she's seeing these visions, and, you know. So the remake was pretty true to the original, which is interesting because neither one of them were as true to the book as they were to each other. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But Rachel comes home in both of them. And in the old one, she goes to straight to Judd's house because mm-hmm. she, I think she hears Gage calling for her. Yeah, she hears her sister calling for her. Oh, that's right. I couldn't tell who it was. In the book, Judd told her literally, don't go home first, come here first. Probably wanted to head her off. Yeah. <laughs> After Gage cuts Judd's Achilles, he takes a big old zombie bite out of his throat, which I hate. They don't eat people! <laughs> He's just killing him. You don't know if he swallowed or not. So Rachel gets out of the truck and she hears her sister calls her name and she hears Gage laugh. And so she walks into the bedroom and her sister comes running at her. And I hate things running at people in horror movies. (laughs) That is so scary. And she stops and she says she's going to twist her so she never gets out of bed again. And then it turns into Gage with a top hat and a cane. Why does he have a top hat? I don't know. It was really cute. I mean, yes, he was cute. But what the I don't know. He had a top hat and a fucking pimp cane. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. That's what he looked like. So I don't know. Maybe he just always wanted to wear it. Now he's dead. So he has the chance to pretty much do whatever the fuck he wants. Also, is he really wearing this outfit? Or is that where we're supposed to believe? Where did he find it? Is this just sitting at Judd's house? What is going on? I don't know. But I literally wrote <laughs> Gage with a top hat and a cane in LMAO. <laughs> in my notes. And he says, I brought you something, mommy. And then he fucks her up. Yep. Yeah. Fucks yeah. her Now, in the new one. Let's cut there for a second. Rachel comes to their home first, mm-hmm. and she has Gage with her. So in the old one, she doesn't bring Ellie back. Ellie stays with her grandparents. But in the new one, she brings Gage with her for some I just feel like that'd be counterproductive to bring a kid you have to watch when you're worried about something. I don't know. I, I just, agree. Like, leave, I him, leave him with the grandparents. Like, I think that in the first one, they got that more. I mean, I know why they did it in the second yeah. one, but it just seems like as a parent, you would just want to go deal with it without. Yeah, especially when you need to grieve. You want to grieve with your husband. Who you think is grieving so badly that his life may be in danger yeah. because he may want to kill himself is what I'm assuming she's thinking. With your son. With your parents. Deal with it together. Yeah. You know, or at least get to the next step I together. I understand. I need to be with you and Gage. No, you don't. He's a baby. Just let him be. Yeah. So when she comes back, she goes into the home first, and then she sees Ellie's back, and Ellie goes up to her and hugs her. I I like with the new one; it was a slower build up to Ellie killing her mom. Mm-hmm. I I didn't mind either of them. I just liked that she was able to like be creepy and let the mom decide, even though she's faced with her daughter mm-hmm. back from the dead. Something that I'm sure any parent would want. Rachel still pretty much immediately makes the conscious decision that's not my daughter. Yeah, which she doesn't in the original movie. Yeah, exactly. Which is She's why She's like, "Oh my baby." Yeah, Come which is me. why I like what they did in the new one more because it gives her the opportunity to make that decision for herself and make the smart dis- decision in spite of this insurmountable amount of grief. Yeah. Like I'm sure most parents would just see their child up and walking and just fall to their knees and hug them. And she, Ellie hugs her and she won't hug her back. Yeah. Because she's so scared Mm -hmm. because that's not her daughter. Right. I mean, the little girl did a damn good job of being creepy. Hell yeah, dude. She did a really good job. She was good. She was good. Like I said, I liked all the acting in the new one. 
even the kids. I mean, yeah. Gage didn't have much. I mean, he was so little but yeah. that he didn't have to do much. But So in the old one, Lewis wakes up and takes a hard fall out of bed. I still <laughs> want to know, how did he do that? How did he do it was so how did they cut that so he fall. didn't hurt himself he had to have hurt himself right that had to have been real he had to have hit himself oh yeah he fell out of bed hard. so hard that he like ricocheted his head on the knife <laughs> that had to good. have been real he and then if it was real he just continued to act through it like i will give him that prop yeah. he just goes right through it yeah so either the editing is so great that we don't even see how fake that was or he actually hurt himself and is that good took one for the team yeah <laughs> And then, of course, he finds his scalpel missing, and he's like, ah, shit. Yeah. Rachel's dad calls and said Ellie had a dream her mom was dead. She had another one of her premonitions. She got the shine. Yep. And then Gage calls him and said he played with Judd and Mommy, and now he wants to play with Daddy. So Lewis is like, well, it didn't take him yeah. long to kill everybody. <laughs> That's not in the book, because once again, they don't come back mean yeah i kind of like it it was kind of creepy yeah what so even the kids come back as shells or what so literally they're shells to these spirits whatever they are so yeah gage just happened to be this evil spirit that's got controlling it. all this stuff got is it. in his body got it so lewis takes a syringe to judd's house mm. and he euthanizes church that who's was sitting. the hardest fucking scene in my life i'm sorry that was so difficult I know. I'm sorry. So, just to share with you guys, I don't have kids. I have cats. And I love them very much. Like, they are my own babies. And I had to put one of my my babies down recently. And this scene was incredibly difficult for me to watch. I tried to detach from that. I was like, okay, well, he's already died. He's not killing the cat. You know, it's just like ending this spirit dwelling. But yeah, that was... Animals are always rough, but that one was a different, different kind of tough. Yeah. Well, I mean, you put him down just like you would euthanize any animal with a syringe and all of it. Yeah. So he walks into Judd's house and it's all like rotten and moldy looking, like it's some sort of hallucination. Yeah, I don't know. That was weird. Yeah. Not in the book. Yeah. And he finds Judd dead amongst the child laughing. And then a body drops from the attic and Gage jumps down and tackles his dad. You don't see that it's Rachel, but you're, like, assuming it's Rachel. Yeah. Also not in the book, but kind of cool. Yeah. I thought um, that kind of was the really the only scene where I was like, oh, God. Because <laughs> Gage just, like, pounces. And then he starts biting him. And then I was like, how strong is this, like, supernatural two-year-old? Like, physically. Yeah. Because they have trouble fighting off this two-year-old. And whether no matter what kind of spirits in your body, like kind of like with Chucky, for example, it's like it's like what three feet tall. Yeah. But I'm assuming it's got some sort of strength. He's not. He's not like in the book. Just once again, he's just another shell, and you can tell whatever spirits in him can't work his body very well because he acts just the same. Like Church walks funny. Like he's not quite sure how to move his legs. Mm-hmm. Gage does the same thing, and that's actually how he thwarts him. Is Gage act moves really slow so slow that he goes to stab lewis but he's moving so slow lewis just like moves his head yeah. away from the wall and then he has the time to get him with the syringe yeah and uh he does 
get a needle in him. And Gage walks away, and before he falls, he just says, no, no fair. No, no fair. <laughs> and then his wife is just swinging there in front of him, and he's not really reacting. And then he burns the house down and carries Rachel out. Why do these movies always have big canisters of gasoline just, like, ready to burn know. houses down? <laughs> what is with horror movies in that? I don't know. Victor says, I'm sorry, Lewis. I'm so sorry, but don't make it worse. And because he's now going to put Rachel up there. And he says, I waited too long with Gage, but with Rachel, she just died. It'll work this time. And then Victor yells at Lewis not to. And then there's some 80 lightning special effects. Do you know what I mean <laughs> yes. by 80s lightning? And then he's sitting in his kitchen floor playing cards waiting for Rachel. And then Rachel walks back in and her eyes missing and oozing and like spurting Ew. stuff and out then of it. he kisses her and I want to vomit. making out with her. I want to vomit. Like there's the stuff oozing and you're yeah. just like getting it. No. He's uh, just making out with her like it ain't nothing is what I put Ugh. in my notes. He must be so numb and dead inside at this point that he all he wants is his family and he doesn't even give a shit. And then she stabs him as he deserves in my opinion. Before we get to the ending of the new movie, can I say one thing? Yeah. These endings were fine. I don't have a... Well, I kind of do, but I really wish... This is the other part where I was saying I wish that they had just stuck with the book because in my brain it is so creepy how it ends in the book. Because in the book, it ends with... He takes her up there and he's sitting at the table. I, I think playing cards also, but he's sitting at the table. He's not at the fridge. And she comes up behind him and just puts her hand on his shoulder and then it ends. Yeah. That would be so creepy in my head. Or it was. Okay. So the new one, kind of the climax end. Ellie is obviously the mother knows that she's fucked up and Mm -hmm. evil. And she goes and kills Judd in Mm -hmm. pretty much the same way that that Gage did. There's not really much of a difference there. Cuts the Achilles. There's no sister part. In no. the new one, like, there is. She has, like, some visions that scare her, but it, there's not actually a manifestation of the sister saying, I'm going to kill you, and your daughter and I are going to kill you, or whatever. Yeah. So, Ellie kills Judd, and then she comes back, and Lewis goes over to Judd's house and finds Judd's body, and in the meantime, Ellie is making her way back, and Rachel is laying in bed having these scary visions of her sister again. <laughs> I feel like they did the dumb waiter thing too much. Like, it yeah. was creepy, and that was going to be probably the creepiest part of the whole movie, but they lessened that creep by doing it twice. Yeah. And not showing really anything different. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ellie comes back, and Rachel's laying in bed, and then Gage is in his little pack and play, and Ellie comes after them, and she kind of thwarts her the first time, because she's, like, on top of her trying mm-hmm. to, like, fuck her up. <laughs> And she grabs Gage and they lock themselves in the bathroom and she's trying to get out the window. And she, Lewis finally comes back and he's in the front yard and she drops Gage down to him. Smart. I did like that. Yeah. Where she's like, whatever, I guess I'm going to die. That's fine. But take, take my baby. Take the baby. Yeah. So she drops Gage down and Lewis catches Gage and puts him in the car, locks him in the car. Mm-hmm. And then Ellie comes in and stabs and twists the knife. Mm-hmm. She doesn't just stab her mother. She puts that knife in her back and yeah. she just, like, twists it. And that's, like, my worst. There are a, a lot of horrific ways to die. And I think burning and being stabbed 
mm-hmm. are like my two like because stabbing you don't die instantly yeah you're just there for the whole experience yeah until your body goes into shock and then you stop feeling stuff but you're gonna yeah. feel that knife enter your body and yeah. then however long it takes for your body to just decide to start shutting down yeah you know and that's even if it's only one stab what if it's multiple stabs you're feeling most of those well that's what uh ellie does to yeah. her mom dude exactly. like she fucking she messes her up with that knife and she stabs her and rachel slinks down and ellie's like sitting next to her imagine first of all that being your last moments is sitting next to this like demon child that's yeah. like not your child but looks like your child and it just like looking at you and says something to her about being her daughter says something about her mommy and yeah something like why don't you love me or don't you love I'm me not mommy? Your mommy and then rachel says you're not my daughter and then she sticks the knife in again mm-hmm. and like twists it and it's just a fucked up stabbing it's not yeah. just like an in out kind of it's like a torturous no and then she yeah she dies yeah it does and she drags her to the pet cemetery. And yeah, so in the new one, Ellie drags Rachel yep. to the pet cemetery, not Lewis. Right. And then or Lewis goes to try to stop it, but mm-hmm. he gets knocked out or oh, he she knocks him out in the pet cemetery before the barrier. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't get to make notes on this, so I'm just trying to remember back to when we saw the movie last weekend. And so Lewis has been knocked out, so she's able to finish. That had to have been a difficult because you got to get over that barrier with a body that's like twice as big as you. Yeah, like true. That's really weird to me. But it kind of goes back to like Gage was like weirdly strong in the old one, so yeah. I'm assuming Ellie is also weirdly, weirdly strong. strong, and so she buries her mother, and then uh, Lewis and Ellie struggle again when mm-hmm. Ellie comes back. And then he's just about to kill her. Yeah. And then Rachel, Rachel kills him. Yep. And so they take him up to the cemetery. So now they all did. And they all came back dead. Yeah. Or came back from the dead. And the very last scene in the new movie is them walking towards the car and looking in the car at Gage. So yeah. you know they're going to kill him, take him up there, and now we have a whole undead family. Yeah. At least they're all together again. Yeah. Nobody gets left behind. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I I liked I liked them both in their own respect. I mean, I didn't love either one of them. But I didn't hate them either. It's not like I was like, man, these movies are shit. Either way, again, they're nothing that I'm was super impressed by either way. I was a little I'm wondering if the hype around the new pet cemetery was one of the reasons I was so let down. Because me and you had talked about by the trailers. We were like, oh, this is going to be fucking scary. Yeah. And then all the scary was in, in tra- the trailers. They did that thing that horror movies do yep. all the time. They put all the scary in the trailer. So you go and you're ready to get scared. And you've already seen all the scary stuff. And they gave away your biggest twist, where at least that'd be interesting, where people would talk about it later. You gave it away in one of your trailers. Of Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. So, I mean, even they kind of mock, hey, Gage might get hit by it. Hey, Gage is walking over here, too, but here's Ellie over here, so maybe he's going to get hit by it. But you already know she's the one who's going to die. So it's a wasted buildup. A wasted twist, yeah. Because they do. Like, you see a couple times Gage wandering off on his own, and it kind of centers around him. But you're not afraid because you already know. Yeah. What a waste. Yeah. So I really, too, like anybody that... (laughs) Not that anybody in the horror 
industry would ever listen to this but like please don't fucking put all of your climax in the trailer yeah because then i'm just not gonna go see the movie somebody else that was bad about that was i don't remember i think oh the nun the yeah. nun all the Everything scary stuff every time the, the nun pops up in the fucking movie in the trailer and that's why the nun was such a boring bad movie was yeah. because you the nun didn't really have a place in it other than creeping and being creepy but you knew all of those scenes because of the fucking trailers yeah i hated the ending like of the new one reading the book even it's not ever going to be one of my favorite movies honestly i'd probably give it like a one or a two go mary lambert but even watching the movie i like that premise what you did with the new one is you made it about you made it a zombie movie and that's not what it was originally about yeah. It was originally about something deeper and more psychological, and all you did was made it into a monster movie. Well, what I will give both of these movies, but more than the movies, I give this to the premise of Pet Cemetery and Stephen King. Horror movies explore grief in a more sophisticated way than I think other genres do. Absolutely. Because in dramas and sad movies and romantic movies and love stories and things like that of course somebody can be depressed and sad and you don't get that visceral grief you don't get it down yeah like in pet cemetery it is showing you the desperation of a father willing to go to literally all lengths even if he knows he shouldn't to get this child back and as two people that have really struggled with grief yeah you know one of us still in kind of the bowels of that yeah right now it's something that is so primal that i think that only horror and bringing back people and can and kind of have that conversation about death to the nth degree like what horror movies can show us where humans will go yeah to get people back or to avoid death i feel like when you just make it the dad part was great but then when you made it the dead little girl who's not even she's she's a demon she goes and kills this woman just to be evil. Like the her mom even says, "Don't bury me at the pet cemetery." So she does it just to be cruel and evil. You took something that was so deep and so visceral and empowering and you made it a zombie movie. You just took all the power out of it by doing that. Yeah. And that that is what I will say for pet cemetery. I like that it goes to those links and it shows you those things of what we are willing to do as people to avoid death but i mean same thing with like most movies like poltergeist hereditary insidious when people have lost their children they will do literally anything they will go to realms that they shouldn't be in they will bring them back from the dead even when they know they shouldn't just to see them one more time and i think that's why i've always been so drawn to horror is i didn't really start struggling with grief until I hit 17, 18 years old. But it's been a constant in my life since then. Something that's kind of walked beside me wherever I've gone. Yeah. And horror, you would think some people would want to stay away from it because it is a lot about death and killing and slashing and murder and that kind of thing. But then there are things like this where you really just kind of get to see a storyteller talk about real raw grief in a way that we can't on our plane you know without fantasy and horror and ghosts and things like that well i know i've talked to you about this as well and the only time i don't think about death and dying and grief lately 
is watching horror movies. Which is I can watch any. I can watch a comedy, and that's all I think about is, wow, that really funny thing actually could have led to this death and how horrible that would be. Mm-hmm. But you watch a horror movie and you're just like, yeah, okay, it's fine. Yeah, you know, you know, there's going to be death there. Yeah, it's, it's intentional. Yes, and so I think it's also a look at just mortality in general. And I think to some extent, horror might make death a little bit easier because it's just so rampant in horror. And not to say that it takes away from death when you experience it, but it kind of, to an extent, it's not like, you know, I started watching horror young and so people die in horror movies. And so when people died in real life, I knew that that was part of life because I've had seen death. And mm-hmm. horror. And I think a lot of parents don't want their kids to be subjected to violence like that. But it it never, I don't know, it just never negatively affected me except for like possession movies scare me. Yeah. Because of the imagery, but not because of death. So I, I, I don't know. It's, I feel like I'm rambling, but it just hit me kind of on like a deeper level as far as that goes. And yeah. dealing, you see, you're seeing a family deal with the worst tragedy a family or a parent can go through and how they're going to deal with that. Yeah. And it's not just we're going to be depressed and try to move on with our lives. It takes them to extremes and yeah, it pushes them past the human experience. Yeah. I feel like the trailers before this movie hit me harder than the movie did, honestly. The movie was kind of forgettable. But yeah. the trailers, dude. Yeah, I know. That's why we were like, oh, God, I don't want to go see this in theaters. It's going to be so scary. Just the trailer for Annabelle 3, I was scared it was going to be boring like The Nun. And maybe it still will be. Maybe everything's in the trailer. But I couldn't even watch the trailer, you guys. I looked through my fingers like I was a little kid. It looks fucking scary. covers. Her coming out of the covers. Oh, my God, no. No. Which is already one of your things. As soon as I saw that, I looked at you, and I was like, oh, shit. I have. (laughs) I haven't seen this done since The Grudge. I have three things that really scare the fuck out of me, and Mm -hmm. they all really come from The Grudge. Mm -hmm. One is eyes. Mm -hmm. Two is contortion. Mm -hmm. And three is something under the covers and I was so happy when it stopped with the grudge and people didn't just continue to do that as a trope and now it's back you guys <laughs> it is back in Annabelle 3 <gasps> I'm worried about Annabelle 3 because I feel like the conjuring is one of those uh universes that does do a lot of uh trailer scares yeah true and I get that you have to draw the audience in but man pet cemetery just put it all in there yeah all of it. I thought the dumb waiter was going to be so scary. I thought that the children playing the drums and there would be more of that more ritual of that, right? in there. There wasn't, which is fine, I guess. It was just a lot of the trailer. And I don't know. It just wasn't nearly as scary or as creepy as I wanted. I was just kind of left wanting more. And that's never really something that you want after you watch a horror movie. You want to feel like you're reeling from yeah. it still. And uh, I don't think The Curse of La Llorona is going to be like that because I think that... The trailers have been pretty vague for that. Yeah, they did good. I mean, the longest time we only had that one trailer. Yeah. That was it. Now really, they've added a couple more, but... They've added, like, the bathtub scene, yeah. and they've added, like, a few where you can kind of see her in their house. But, yeah. I mean, I really haven't gotten a good look at her, which I'm excited about, because yeah. the nun, like, you got to look at her first of all in The Conjuring 2, but then also she was all over the trailers. Yeah. You know? And if we weren't going to the movies so much, I wouldn't even watch them. But we can't avoid... 
seeing these trailers in when we're seeing these movies exactly you know? i would love to go in fresh that would be great Me too. and not have to see them but. and not have any expectations but yeah. when you're going to movies and you're not famous enough to get a screening you're gonna get the trailers <laughs> so yeah so the old one i know that we can't really do halves on our website but i mean i'd probably give i'd probably give them both two and a half maybe a three for the new one because the acting was good okay yeah that's I liked, fair i liked the acting i hadn't considered that and no. i liked the way it looked that makes sense yeah. like the color saturation i liked the way it looked but like i said it just it was nothing to write home about if you will yeah i'm really happy i read the book but it has also really tainted it yeah. for me because i feel like there's so much that they changed they didn't need to mm-hmm. or things that they should have added and they didn't or which did is, add and they shouldn't which is interesting because stephen king did the screenplay for the first one yeah i don't know about the second one and i don't know if this is true this is probably just like remake. urban legend but mm-hmm. um in the remake he is the one who wanted to do the twist ending he was the one who mentioned it i don't know if that's real if it is, I guess that gives it a little bit more clout for me, but not much. So I'd probably lean the other side of two and not towards three. I'd probably yeah. be two, two and a half, yeah. On I, both of them. I wonder when this comes out on, on uh, Blu-ray, DVD, whatever, 4K, whatever <laughs> your medium is there, if they will put alternate endings. Because I think there were three endings that they actually filmed for oh, the really? remake. I could be pulling that out of my ass, but yeah. I think I read that somewhere. Uh, so it'll be interesting to get... That's why I've enjoyed buying the Blu-rays instead of streaming yeah. them. Uh, is because you get all these extra features. So I wonder if they'll put the alternate endings. Because that would be interesting yeah. to... You know, it's not something I, I say that I would watch very often. But if I saw that there were deleted scenes and alternate endings, I'd probably look into that to see if it would have changed it for me. If there is, I will probably put more stock into it. And I'd like to see them. Because, mm-hmm. like... I, I've said I've like I like paranormal activity and mm-hmm. there were three different endings for that I think and I have actually since chosen what ending I like and I just rewatched that one over and over because the other ones I'm like no this kind of ruins Not it for fan. me yeah. yeah so if that's the thing then I can accept that yeah well we'll buy it when it comes out and see if yeah. it's got it so we've mentioned this before but we do have a giveaway going on on Instagram right now our Instagram is the Exorcisters podcast and it's got a lot of good stuff there we're getting a lot more entries than I thought we would which is really cool so check that out we want to send you some free stuff and we want to say thank you because uh, we our first big goal was a thousand streams and now we have surpassed that and so this is to kind of uh, no this isn't kind of this is to say thank you (laughs) yeah thank you for listening as you do it's kind of blows our mind sometimes that people listen to us on a regular basis (laughs) we're still surprised we thought it was just going to be us and maybe our parents that was it which my mom doesn't even listen that much nor does mine (laughs) (laughs) so it's just you guys that care not even our parents care okay my mom just hates horror so i guess i get it but and she doesn't i had to i don't think she knows that there's actually a podcast app on her phone so oh yeah that's mine she's so not tech savvy she doesn't know how to find it yeah so uh check that out on instagram again it's the exorcisters podcast you can also find us on facebook by the same name on twitter at the exorcisters and you can always email us if you have any films you would like us to review if you've got some original work that you would like us to talk about we've done that before we'll give you your own spot or if you just uh want to talk have a recommendation uh we're open to feedback just be gentle (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah we'd love you for you to come hang out with us on all of our socials and until then Are the lambs still screaming? Till then, stay creepy. No fear.